We're in the middle of spring break week, and that's why there are no activities at TMC tonight. However, that does not mean that ministry has taken a break here at TMC. We remain on the job, and part of my job is to share some important announcements with you as well as a spiritual focus. And I'm going to do both of those right now in this Midweek Connection, March the 15th, 2023. Okay, so let's jump right into it with a reminder that all of the Wednesday evening activities will resume as normal next Wednesday, March the 22nd. Also, Pastor Adam, he wants to invite you to an annual fundraiser for the youth ministry on Saturday, April the 1st from 6 to 8 p.m. Now, the purpose of this fundraiser is to help our youth with expenses related to camps and conferences, retreats, and mission trips. As you can imagine, those things can really add up. So, as it relates to this uh, fundraiser, you can use it as a date night or invite a group of friends to enjoy the evening with you, or you can just use it as an excuse not to cook. But regardless of what reason you use, uh, the students of uh, the Mission Church Youth will do all of the work so that you can have all of the fun. Now, the menu for the evening includes a garden salad, your choice of spaghetti with meatballs, or chicken parmesan with pasta. And a dessert cart will come by with a variety of desserts for you to choose from. In return, we ask for a minimum donation of $15 per person. And, uh, you know, if you should decide you wanted to be more generous than that, we certainly wouldn't refuse it, okay? Because all of it goes to help uh, the young people. Now, if you want to participate, you do need to register, and you can do that in this Friday's eblast, or you can do it Sunday in the cafe at the youth table. Next, Easter weekend. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but Easter is just around the corner, and we are already making plans for a worshipful time together to celebrate the work and that was accomplished uh, by Jesus for us through His cross and resurrection. The theme for this year's Easter weekend is This Jesus, His life, His death, resurrection, and our hope. Now to help us focus on these events biblically, we're going to look at the Apostle Peter's first sermon after Jesus ascended and after the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now the text is Acts chapter 2 verses 22 through 36. Now, this is the powerful message delivered by Peter under the inspiration and power of the Holy Spirit that saw 3,000 brought to faith in Christ and then added to the church. So that's what our focus will be on Good Friday as well as Easter Sunday. Now, Will is preparing a, a package of sacred music that's going to focus our attention, obviously, on Jesus, His cross, and His resurrection. And just like last year, we want to have an Easter choir. So, if you're interested in being part of an Easter choir, we're going to ask you to contact Julie Danger. Her email has been there on the screen. And let her know that you would like to be part. 
And in the coming weeks, we'll give out the schedule for rehearsals and such. I think it's going to be an exciting time. It was a great uh, experience last year to have all those people up front singing, and we'd like to do that again this year. So if you'd like to participate, please let us know. Finally, one of our senior saints has finished her life on earth and is now in the presence of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm speaking of Jeannie Vanderwell. She passed away this past Monday, and we're making plans to remember and celebrate her life. A visitation is going to be held tomorrow at Hamilton's West Town Parkway. Now, a time has not yet been selected, and so you might want to visit their website, the uh, Hamilton's website, later on today uh, to see if a time has been posted. But beyond the visitation, we're going to hold a celebration of, of life service at TMC on Friday at 11 a.m., and a luncheon will follow immediately. You know, Jeannie and Dean have been part of our church fellowship for decades, and they've been involved in so many areas of the church. They have served in so many different ways, and they have provided leadership in different groups. And although we hate to lose Jeannie, we rejoice that she is no longer uh, being held captive in a body that is diseased with Alzheimer's. We know that she is now whole and she is enjoying the splendors of heaven. And so we hate to lose her, but we rejoice in what she has gained. So please keep Dean in your prayers and the whole Vanderwell uh, family. Well, that's all I have for this week's announcements. Uh, let's now take a few moments to consider a spiritual focus. So, where are you in your spiritual walk with Jesus? Are you presently feeling strong and encouraged? Or are you beat down and discouraged? Well, I certainly hope that you're experiencing days of spiritual strength and encouragement. But it wouldn't surprise me at all to discover that, that many of you may be going through a time of spiritual exhaustion and discouragement. And I say that because we live in a world that, for the most part, is anything but encouraging. Every day brings new reports of natural disasters that take human life, destroy property, and in general makes life difficult for hundreds of thousands of people. We hear about war and we see images of, of cities decimated, leaving thousands jobless and homeless, seeking refuge wherever they can. We hear about political scandal, racial and ethnic conflict, violence on the streets and also in our schools and sometimes in our homes and even sometimes in our houses of worship. Businesses fail, leaving people without a paycheck. Banks fail, cutting off uh, the much needed money supply to our businesses. And the government, it may be on the brink of failing because it just continually tries to fix all these problems with human reasoning and ever-increasing borrowed dollars. Now, you say, Pastor Mike, I was feeling somewhat strong and encouraged until you drug me through all of that mess. <laughs> well, I understand, and I'm sorry. It's not my intention to discourage you. But listen, before we can offer encouragement, we must first acknowledge where we are. And we need to acknowledge our need for encouragement because of all the discouragement that is going on around us. So, here's the question. How can a person who is overwhelmed with all the disheartening news around us 
Find a place of peace, a place of rest, a place of hope, and a place of joy. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Now, when it comes to finding peace, rest, hope, and joy, sadly, I cannot point you to anything in our present world because it is under the sway of the evil one. And until he is put in his place, which Revelation tells us is the lake of fire, I'm afraid the world that we live in will just continue to grow darker and more hopeless. But even in the midst of such dire circumstances, Scripture points us to a way to find peace, rest, hope, and joy. Now, in short, it requires us to change what we're looking at, what we're thinking about, what we allow to gain entrance into our hearts and minds. And it requires us to be strong in prayer, to guard our minds, placing our focus on that which will lift us up, not that which tears us down. Well, Philippians chapter 4 uh, gives us a recipe for how to find peace and rest and hope and joy in a world that is in chaos. I want us to look at Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. And here's what we find the Apostle Paul uh, writing. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness or your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, meaning the Apostle Paul, practice these things and the, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, the people of the first century A.D. did not have easy lives, especially Christians. They were under constant persecution, pushed out of their families, out of their jobs, out of their communities, and many were killed because of their faith. And so perhaps in a greater way than we, they were filled with anxiety and worry, fear and discouragement. And to this condition, the Apostle Paul instructs them about two things. Number one, he talks to them about who they are talking to. Who are you talking to? And also, what are you thinking about? Now first, who are you talking to? You know, when we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, uh, we tend to turn to those who are closest to us, to friends and family. And we tend to dump all of our worries and our cares and our concerns on them. And while there's a place and a time for us to help one another to carry our burdens, our family and our friends are overwhelmed with their own cares and concerns. And just like us, they're looking for peace and rest as well. And that's why Paul points us to the Lord. Rather than living in anxiety, trusting in ourselves or our friends, he tells us that we need to take these things to God in prayer. He tells us 
that if we want the peace of God to guard our hearts and minds, then we need to take the things of our lives to Him. Because listen, only He can give us the grace that we need to live above the fray in the chaos of this world. And while we are taking our cares to the Lord, we are to take charge of our minds. We are to take our focus and place it on things which build up, not the things that tear down. Paul says, focus on this. Focus on what is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable. And he says, if there is any excellence in those things, if there is anything worthy of praise, then dwell there. Put your mind there. Focus on those kinds of things. Now, let's take just a moment to examine what we read. What are the kind of things that we read? What about the music that we listen to? What about the programming that we're entertained by? Or the amount and nature of the news that we watch? Or the conversations that we have? Do the words of those things come forth as true or honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable? Do those words describe the things that we are constantly allowing into our mind? If not, then there may be a need for some change with regard to what we allow into our mind because you can bank on this thought. What you allow into your mind will shape your mind by occupying your thoughts and will either tear you down or build you up. Now there is just simply no way to get away from all that is overwhelming, all the things that are discouraging and distasteful. In fact, actually, we do need to wade into some of those things now and again so that we kind of know what's going on around us. But there's a, a big difference between wading in a bit and diving in head to toe. Quite frankly, if we're going to enjoy peace, rest, hope, and joy, then we're gonna need to spend quality time with the Lord in prayer sharing our hearts with Him, sharing our burdens, sharing our fears, sharing our anxieties, but also worshiping and sharing our hopes and our requests. And we must guard our minds, what we allow them to focus on. And one thing you can bank on is this, that God's Word is the epitome of what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable. Who we talk to about our concerns and what we allow our minds to focus on has much to do with our daily condition of whether we are encouraged or discouraged. I hope you'll take stock in some of those things, give it some thought, give it some prayer, and see what the Lord might encourage you to do with these very things. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, I ask that you would help us in this world those of us who belong to you, to take stock in who we're talking to, who we're sharing our griefs with, our problems with, our fears and concerns with. Are we just talking to humans or are we bringing those things to you? And I pray that you would help us to evaluate what we are focusing our minds on. Are they things that match the the, the descriptors that Paul gave us in this passage, or are they just the opposite? There's plenty of that. Lord, help us to be encouraged 
to talk to you daily, to share with you truly and honestly from our heart, and to put the full weight of our trust in you about the things that are going on around us. And help us, Father, also to, um, to, to decide that we're going to take control of what we think about, what we focus on, and that we're going to focus on those things primarily that are described by Paul's instruction here in uh, Philippians chapter 4. Lord, help TMC to be a church that while we live in this chaos of the world are encouraged and walking in victory with you and are able to be a comfort and a help to those around us who are drowning in the chaos of the world. And may we be able to do that for your glory and for their benefit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this Sunday finds us in Romans chapter 15, verses 14 through 21. And I had a title picked out for the message, but I think I'm going to change it. And so you're just going to have to wait until Friday's e-blast to discover where I landed on that particular issue. But between now and then, I hope that you enjoy the remainder of your spring break, if in fact you're uh, having a spring break. And, uh, but whether you're having a spring break or just working on and doing the things of life, I, 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 I say to you, God bless, and I encourage you, and I pray for you to have a great week.